0: Welcome to episode number 280, Faith in 2022.
1: This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by the Motivation Files Unleashed, this motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the
0: Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Goose. Gabe
1: and Dan, Faith in 2022. In this episode, the crew welcomes special guest Danny Serrano. We cover topics that range from our belief system, fellowship, environment,
0: prayer, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from John Wooden and Billy Graham. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off, Dan, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Hey, it's really good to be here. You know, it's wild. I've known you
2: guys for a long time,
0: yeah. So. Yeah, so so we've known each other uh since we were kids, yeah. Uh, literally, like our both of our families went to the same uh Spanish church, which probably some of the listeners have heard about uh, obviously in, in past episodes. Um, but uh, yeah, from there our relationship kind of like uh grew and then kind of like lost touch, came back, lost touch, came back, and here's like another good comeback. Uh, so to speak, and uh, Mm. super excited to have you here, man. Uh, Yesterday we connected on a deeper level, so uh, we can get into that uh, at at a later part of this episode. But for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, let us know.
2: Um, I'm an electrician at the time. I'm an electrician, and I'm also a drummer for a band. Um, I play for a cover band. I also write my own music. Um, I'm a musician, obviously. I play guitar, sing, write. And produce music as well so that pretty much covers it but um yeah
0: okay so earlier we talked um, and obviously we met uh, at a church but tell us your story about your faith walk how it started how you got introduced to it kind of like me and my brothers we kind of just went where our parents went and that's what it was and you just kind of just did that um, until you became, basically until we became adults and you kind of made your own decisions. Mm. Um, uh, but is that how it started for you or explain to, to us how, you know, from childhood to adulthood?
2: Okay, I'll try to make this semi, semi-quick um, semi <laughs> because <it's, laughs> that's a long story. Huh? Yeah, of course. But um, <clears throat> so my family was in ministry since we were, since I was a child. Um, even all three of my sisters sang. My father sang, played guitar. He was usually preaching and leading worship and I would play drums, you know, and uh, as that progressed, it's like we would play in youth group and You know, I'd play for main services and you know, you'd feel God move and stuff But at the end of the day, I didn't really have a choice. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but to be there. So Since I played music that kind of made it a bit more enjoyable, you know, worship was fun You'd feel the atmosphere change God's in the house. You do your hoorah, and then I get back to you know cussing up a storm when i'm in school partying doing whatever on a friday or saturday night and recovering on a sunday you know what i mean yeah and that's just reality yeah now fast forward to becoming a young man i stepped away from my dad's uh worship band i stepped away from the church i went to the marines um and even then you know i would i'd pray there yeah but it was easier to pray there because boot camp felt like a whole prison. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like, that was kind of where we found peace, but there still wasn't ever a full surrender. Mm. Um, And that carried out up until recently, you know, I, I go to church and there was, I would take what I could from it and fit it into my little shoebox life. Like, okay, God, this is where you fit in the corner of my life right here. But, you know, maybe if this person needs prayer, I'll tap into, like, my, my roots. Or maybe if, uh, if life gets really hard, I'll tap into prayer. Maybe maybe if I really need you, then I'll call on you. But other than that, I'm going to do what I want, when I want, and where, if, when you fit into that, I'll let you in. Yeah. But I kept them at an arm's length, right? Mm-hmm. So that takes me to a place where recently, I guess, what is it? It's 2022 now. Yeah. So New Year's Eve 2021, I find myself in the hospital. I'm in ICU. Um, they say I'm dehydrated. I have five IVs and my body's not hydrating. I find out I have a hole in my brain. Jeez. Um You know, just there's a whole, a whole heap of situations that led up to that. And it's like, all I really cared about was partying. Yeah. That's, that was like all life revolved around was girls smoking, drinking. That's all I really cared about. And, um, somewhere in there, God was just like, are you done driving this car? You know, called your life into the ground. Are you done yet?
0: Yeah.
2: And I was just like, yeah, surrender like I surrender. I can't I can't keep doing this. Yeah. This is not I'm literally just driving in a circle and it's going to be it's not going to be long before this thing just crashes into the ground. Yeah. And um somewhere some point in that hospital. I think it might have been New Year's Day. I'm in the room in ICU. All I could do was play worship music and somewhere in there everything that was wrong in my heart, everything that was I guess like broken or wounded or scarred, everything just snapped back into place, you know? Like um, I might be wrong, but it's like, it's like when they heal, when they fix pottery in China, they they'll fill the cracks with gold, you know? Yeah. And it was like every crack just got filled with gold. And I saw the value of the people that I thought I loved and cherished. I saw the value go up exponentially. I saw the value in myself go up exponentially because I was seeing from a higher perspective now. Like he just in an instant. Yeah. You know, and and it was just like it was the first time in my life I decided, hey, you know, I surrender.
0: Yeah.
2: And every addiction, every, you know, wanting to be drunk all the time, wanting to party, wanting to smoke, being high from the second I woke up to the moment I fell asleep it's, it just ended there yeah and you know a job that I that I lost out of um my my immature decisions and being irresponsible I got that job back I didn't I didn't reach out to them I literally thought about it now I'm having a conversation with God I'm like man it would be so great if I could get back to that company you know I'm like they fit. They work with my music schedule. They respect what I do, and uh, man, that would be so great. But you know what, God? I know you have the best for me, regardless, and I trust that, right? Five hours later, I get a text from the owner of the company, like, "Hey, you wouldn't be working for anybody right now, like, you know." And I'm just like looking at my phone, like, "You've got to be kidding me! Hmm. You've got to be kidding me! Like, there's no way." Two days later, I get my job back. haven't spoken to this man in probably two and a half years. And he just... God has a way of setting you up. I could have got the job back a year ago, a year and a half ago, maybe. Yeah. I wouldn't have been prepared. Yeah. Mentally, um, spiritually, physically. I just wasn't in the space. Yeah. So God had to prepare me. And just like that. And... Um, you know, since then, since that change in my life, I've just been like, Yeah, I wanna be closer, I wanna know you more. Um and it's funny, I get asked to, to lead worship for a celebration movement. Yeah. And um at that time I'm not I'm not searching for God. I'm not like but I, I had asked God, I'm like, Man, I know something's missing. I've tried everything else. But I don't really have I don't really have like all the time in the world to um to necessarily worship because my schedule on the weekend is like Thursday, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, I could be playing. Yeah. By the time we get out of a casino, you play a show there, it's like it might be two thirty, three in the morning and you still gotta drive back an hour. You're probably not getting up for church at nine or ten o'clock service. You're gonna be you're done. Yeah. You know? And for me as a drummer, I'm playing three hours worth of drumming. Yeah. Dude, I'm done. Yeah. You know, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, Lord, make a way. Yeah. Because I, I want to worship you. I know, I know you're what's missing. Yeah. I can't give smoking up and drinking up, and I can't, I can't let these things go. But if you can just make a way. Pastor Pierre calls me. Hey, man, I'm about to start a church. Uh, I was praying for a worship leader. And I woke up one morning, and and I just felt your name on my chest. Danny, Danny, Danny. And I'm like, I was like, well, when's the service? He's like, oh, Monday nights. And I'm like, I'm like, like, you got to be kidding me, dude, right? But God's so good like that. He literally just, oh, you you needed to be on a Monday because you work all weekend? Monday night? I got you. And I said, yes, knowing my heart wasn't in the right place, but there's a lot that comes out of willingness and obedience with God, right? Yeah. And from that point on, what led to me getting in the hospital was just like everything. It was like there was a spiritual battle that broke out. Like the devil's like, nah, you're not, you're not (laughs) feeling to be in that church (laughs) worshiping. You're not feeling to be sharing your story. You're not feeling to be rooted you're not feeling to find your purpose. you're not feeling to get in your calling and be your best self that God has prepared you to be like you're no. but, but God. And so New Year's Eve, or New Year's, New Year's Day, everything just changed. And you know, I'll, I'll never be the same. I'll never go back. I don't want to. Um, I see the gift in every day. Like, I see the value in the people that I really thought I loved, but when you love from a God standpoint, what you think you cherish, what you think you care about, is just like you see it on a whole another level. Yeah, you appreciate it on a whole another level. So,
0: yeah. So, so talk a little bit about basically a distraction from your faith walk, um, and when it came back together, explain the importance of who your company is and who you have around you, uh, your environment, um, explain the importance of that and it basically um, helping you navigate through that struggle, that, you know, that tug and pull of where you need to be, where you want to be versus where you are. All right. That's a, that's
2: a big question. So <laughs> I'm like, Okay. So where I got distracted, we'll start there, and I might have to—you might have to remind me on other parts. Sure. Where I got distracted was one was first and foremost, you know, we idolize our parents as children. You know, my dad was is a pastor still, and God bless him. I love him. We're like best friends now, which I never thought we'd attain, but we're there. Yeah. Um, but he was like, "You're gonna do what I say." when I say we might be we might be this way at church and then you get home and there's a whole different you know a whole different version and because that was the God that I knew like you're preaching you're bringing forth a message that says love your brother love your sister treat people as you know you want to be treated and um and you're preaching love but I didn't necessarily feel that love or see that love. So when I'm I'm relating who God is to what I see, so I'm not seeing God, and so I'm disassociating myself because I'm like, if this is if this is who God is, I don't really uh, I don't really get down with him. Like I'm not really feeling this because God is changing a lot. You know what I mean? He's this way over here and then he's this way as as a child. You know. And as a teenager, you know, we start to get smarter. We start to get our opinions and, you know, maybe you get a little confidence or a little courage and you're like. I remember telling my dad, what did I say? I was like, I was like, oh, is, is, that, is that what God's like? Like he said something or did something. I was like, oh, so that's the love of God. I was probably 15. I ain't never seen 240 move so fast, you know what I mean, I was like, came at me like a linebacker, and I was just like, I was on the ground before I knew it, you know, and I'm just like, good, this is even more of the God that I thought he wasn't, you know what I mean, like, this is, you're proving that God doesn't necessarily live in you, right, and that he doesn't really affect who you are, right, right. And so I was just like, whatever, Uh, we're gonna go to church, we'll play church, I'll play drums, probably overplay and show off, they'll be cute girls, they'll like me, maybe we'll hang out, who knows, whatever. And so, from that point on was a distraction because when you you look for God in people, you get lost in people instead of finding yourself in God. Mm -hmm. Right, Mm -hmm. so. I'm still young. I'm so smart, you know, everyone's so smart when they're teenagers, you know yeah. what I mean? We know everything and nothing at the same time. And now I know, I know everything because I know nothing. So I'm always gonna be learning something, right? Mm-hmm. So fast forward to just not wanting to play there anymore, not wanting to be too involved, kind of, you know, I'm on the fence. I'm really on the fence and we know God don't like Luke spews it out of his mouth right and I'm just like I'm over this I'm struggling in life Um, I'd been kicked out when I was like 19 and I'm like searching for a place to live I find myself in like a room in a house probably like the room was probably like 10 by 10 and I was just like something has to give I leave to the Marines which can be a good place, but, you know, between the chucker's mouth, all the drinking, all, all they want to do is, you know, Marines, Marines we're, we're a little bit crazy. You know what I mean? You got to be a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. So I really learned how to party there. You know, I really got further and further from God, got more like, I'm a man. I'm a man now. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, you couldn't tell me nothing. I went to I went to the Marine Boot Camp at Paris Island. You can't tell me nothing.
0: Yeah.
2: Not my mom, not my dad. And they were super proud of me. And um and that was one of my most, you know, just a really high achievement in my life. But still, I came back and I was just like, nah, I'm not, I'm not getting back into church. I'm just I'm living my life now. Like this is, I got here on my own accord, right? All that time, my dad never stopped praying for me. My mom never stopped praying for me. My sisters never stopped praying for me. My aunts, my cousins never stopped praying for me. I'd pray here and there, like I said, out of necessity, like, man, I really need an opportunity, God. Huh. You know, we're running a little low on money, God. Man, this is, this is rough. What am I doing? Yeah. You know? But through all those years of struggling, of searching for this and that, you know, I, there, was that, there was a one point where I almost got signed to Rock Nation. I found myself in P. Diddy's studio talking to, I'm talking to Omar Grant, Rihanna's uh, manager. And he's like, you made this beat? You wrote this song? Who's singing? And I'm like, me? Yes, yes, yes. And it just didn't work out. And I'm like, like I know he was feeling it. What happened? Yeah. But it just wasn't in God's purpose, right? And all this time, like I have these people surrounding me that know the love of God. They know the purpose for my life. They know the potential that if I was to step into my calling, what I could do to affect those around me. Because there's so many people that are hurting. And really I had just, I had an emptiness, but I was just so turned off by God from my childhood experiences that I was just like, I'm not gonna find it there. But I never really sought out God. I sought out what people were projecting in their walk with God. Mm. My dad has his own walk with God. My mom has her own walk with God, my sister's. Anyone anyone I know, we all have our own walk, we all have our own convictions. You gotta walk that journey by yourself. But until you perceive him for who he is, and not for who people tell you he is or or how they project their own you know, emotions or scars or wounds from their life onto you, because if you're not leaning in him, if you're not really seeking him, and you only call on him when you need him you're not going to get to see uh, the change that you seek. You're not it's just not you're not going to find what you're looking for. You might get bits and pieces, you might get a crumb off the table when he's trying to give you like the whole loaf. Yeah. You know? So fast forward to like you know, I'm I'm in these relationships, I'm doing all these things. And this one don't work out. And this one don't work out. Oh, I love you so much. Ah, oh, no, it don't work out. And then there's this this last relationship I got into, last girl I was with, love her to death still to this day. Yeah. Um, but it broke me different. It really like, I mean, I'm working three jobs, living in this place that was supposed to be for us by myself. It gives you a lot of time to think. <laughs> you know what I mean? It gives you plenty of time to think and reflect like, she did this, I did this, maybe I shouldn't have said that. You know, I didn't really care, she didn't really care. We went to church together, this, that, and the other. I thought that was gonna be my wife, right? And so I'm in this place and still, I prayed to God, but I still didn't seek him. I still didn't take time to get to know him. I still didn't try to get close I just prayed for what I needed. And still he he, you know, delivered. But he delivered and I was like, okay, cool. Back to an arms length. Still rolling up a blunt, still, you know, bringing home a six-pack or a 40 or wine, putting my legs up at the end of the night with a little bit of 2 3 hours that I might have to myself before I go work two jobs and, you know, the third whatever. And I'm empty. I'm empty. I'm broken. I'm scarred. I'm tired. You know, I'd order like a whole thing of Chinese food, kill it all by myself, overeating like a mess. You know what I mean? I was just, I'm just like, man, like, she broke my heart, but man, this Chinese is hitting. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, and somewhere between now and then, it was like. Little by little, I'm like, people are hitting me up from church. The piano player in the band I play for, um, I play for Kristen and the Noise, really dope band, really great group of people. Um, The piano player, my boy Eddie, he's like a brother to me. He's like, man, you know, we need to worship, man. You know, you gotta check out the word. You gotta, like, just encouraging me and just dropping little, little gems on me, not not trying to feed a baby a poor child, you know what I mean, because yeah. uh, I'll choke. Yeah. Sometimes if you try to force feed the word to people or your, your love for God to people, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah,
1: they can't much. take it, yeah.
2: they can't take it. But, um. you know, he would encourage me. And uh, then we, we fast forward to this year, we prayed a little bit for an opportunity to be able to worship because we're like, man, we just can't get to church doing this but something's missing. And he's the one who you, who you saw playing piano last night. yeah
0: week. yeah um
2: and that's, you know, that kind of cultivated to this. You know, I've you know my aunt Doris, mm-hmm. um got to pray with her. One of my cousins, like we're praying for our family. We're it's just different now, man. Like it's
0: surrounding yourself. So to go back to, the, it's important that we're talking about the environment, so you're surrounding yourself with It's interesting, right, so in the past you might have had someone who suggested a different remedy, right? It could have been, you know, whether it was a drink or something else Mm -hmm. uh, or an atmosphere, and then you have, you know, a different group of people uh, suggesting the word or some type of gospel or fellowship, Um, and so it is important who we surround ourselves with in that environment um and what we're going to cultivate um i remember i remember as a kid uh, mcdonald's gave i forget i think like captain planet was out i don't even know what was going on but they gave like a um like a little greenhouse um, so they gave you like soil and this little plastic dome do clear that. dome you remember that <laughs> we're talking like mid 90s early 90s Early '90s, actually, because I was a little kid. Little yeah. kid, probably. No, like six we got it something. for like science class or something. They wanted yeah. To get that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. would they tell you to go to McDonald's and get the yeah. Happy Meal. Yeah. That's Literally. funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they really, they really were like encouraging that back in the day. though. Yeah. That's awesome.
2: Go get your toy. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs>
0: so I set it all up, and um, and the next, and I left it all out in the front porch. And the next day, I come out, and the plant didn't grow. Uh, So I, like, kicked it off the porch or something crazy. (laughs) I was a kid, like a little kid. Um, But it just – I always think of, like, I didn't even give it the right environment for it to grow yet. It didn't Mm -hmm. even have time to bloom. And here I am getting frustrated and kicked it off the porch. Um, Now, mind you, that was a little toy, and I was literally probably six years old. Uh, But it was that image is so vivid um, that sometimes – we don't give ourselves a chance or enough time to grow, or provide the right environment for our own selves, mm-hmm. and there we go kicking ourselves off the, you know, the porch and and you know our belief system. So um, just that 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 concept of providing the correct atmosphere to grow, um, and so it's a question to everyone listening: What kind of atmosphere are you presenting yourself? Are you presenting yourself, you know, soil that's fertile? Um, or you're leaving yourself out in the cold waiting in lines mm. wrapped around the building two o'clock in the morning Um, just you know, uh, just at a different place. It's just a question. Mm-hmm. Everyone is at a different place right now Um, you just got to choose what you think is best for you at that time Um, I do think though, uh, we had a conversation last night. Where we were talking about expectations And our expectations for other people, but more importantly expectations for ourselves mm-hmm. or our results Um, sometimes they're not realistic and when they're not realistic just like the environment you set up yourself up with um, it can produce failure and failure produces frustration and we talk about that all the time here Um, and so just just to just to wind down that whole thing with environment um, but I do want you to talk a little bit about fellowship and um, even maybe even some of it as a child or um, then it just kind of rekindling itself with your, your your boy, Eddie, and that importance. And then last night, um, you know, I got to visit, you know, the, your new spot uh, with Pastor Pierre and that fellowship and what that felt like. It was interesting because we were in an environment that's typically cold, um, you know, in these, these buildings where they're just kind of like everyone's so business-oriented. Um, and then you're in an environment like that, and it was so warm and welcoming, and you're just mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's the people. Mm-hmm. It's not the structure. Um and, and when someone is starting their own movement, it's not the building. You can go from the T D Jakes of the world to all the, the, the known pastors that we know locally, right? They start it somewhere, sometimes just in a bedroom. So it's never about the building structure. It never was about the building structure. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so <laughs> All of a sudden, you see them grow, grow, and grow. It was about their passion, their relationship with, with Christ, and, you know, the, them truly diving in and sharing the word of God and saving people. And so when, when you see the, the very humble beginnings, um, it's not about the bu- business structure or the building structure. It's about that fellowship and that building um, of relationships. Mm-hmm. That's the structure. Yep. yep. So anyway, can you share a little bit about that? In your experience,
2: well, I know, I know. Coming up as a child was just like you're gonna do what you're told. You're gonna go. You're gonna follow what your parents tell you to do. And and the truth is, they always wanted what was best for us. Mm. You know, of what course, I mean? what they meant well. Yeah. And now I fast forward to to now, and um, and the people I surround myself with. I know for a while I didn't realize it and I was making all the money and I had all the clout and you know I had a video out and this and that and everything was just popping off every girl came out of the woodworks I had so many homies that wanted to get up on a regular basis so I'm going out here you know like invite the girls and all that stuff yeah all that uh, the hoopla of life I'll call it sure and I come to a place now well I'll, I'll rewind real quick they were there to take Mm. they were there to take everything I had to give you know and me I was so blind that I was there to give it you know what I mean thinking oh, these people these people care about me Mm. yeah these people want what's best for me that's right they Mm. they want to see me do well but really they're just there for the moment you know what I mean? Everybody wants, everybody wants their biscuit while it's hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, fast forward to where I'm at now, and I'm sewing into people. And I'm like, you know, I feel that, that inner overflow. So I'm not running out of anything to give in terms of caring, loving, having an ear to listen, you know, picking up my phone when somebody's like, hey, I'm going through this. Let me Yo, let me pray for you real quick. Let me tell you, like, this is what's working for me. People, people see me and they're like, you don't smoke no more? Like, you don't even want to? You don't even want to hit? Nah, bro, I'm good. Like, I'm high on something different now, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, um, I mean, the people that I'm surrounding myself are people that truly want to see me do my best. They want God's best for me.
0: Yeah.
2: And I mean, there's no better, you yeah. know what I mean? And the people that I'm with, I want God's best for them too. It's not like it's not like a sometimes or a maybe. It's like, yo, all right, bro, I'll hit you up later. Love you, man. God bless. With a full heart of love.
0: Yeah.
2: With a you know, with genuine sincerity. Not like not because it sounds good. Not to make you feel good. Not you know, there's no ulterior motives. And I mean even stuff I post, when I post stuff now, it's like, I post with like, okay, this, this either, I hope this will either make someone laugh or pull on their heart mm-hmm. and help them like, help them see something. I hope they're getting the message because if, if people were withering away without water and I had an overflow, I'd give it all day. Yo, get this water. You don't want to turn into a raisin. You know what I mean? And it's it's spewing up like oil out of the ground now for me. Mm. And if I could pass that well to somebody, I'm going to pass that well. Because then it'll be spewing up for them. And then they can pass that well. I'm not running out. You know what I mean? And that's really like, those are the circles I want to be in. And it's cool, I, I, said to, I said to Pastor Pierre, I'm like, yo, you can't, you can't shine a flashlight in a room full of light. It's not, you're not doing nothing. That's right. So it's like, people are like, you can be in a cover band and, and love the Lord and go to bars and, and go to like, it's like, well, you work in the secular world every day. You gotta be around people cussing and griping and you know, throwing around their emotions and their bitterness. It doesn't matter where you go. It just matters who you're taking with you when you go there, right? And God's coming with me everywhere I go.
0: That's like, right.
2: So, and there's so many people hurting in those places that it's like, I get it. They're like, yo, you were awesome on the jump. I'm like, yo, man, to God be the glory. God bless you, bro. I'm like, thank you. They're like, what? <laughs> They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, bro. I'm like, God bless you. Be good, man. Thanks for coming out. And, it, and they want to have another conversation or they want to know what that's about or they want to know why I'm not chasing after those two girls that ask me who I am and where I'm from and want to follow me. Like, I'm not concerned. Because what God has for me, what God's filled and changed in me, the void is just like, it depended on the people that I lined myself up with. Mm. And it's like, You'll either have people that are like leeches in your life or people that are gonna pour into you and lift you up. And it'll come back around. It comes back around for them. Like I I made some phone calls, man, that I was like, I don't know how this is gonna be received. Hey, I just wanna let you know, like, I can't rock with this no more, but you're super valuable. I see you in God's eyes and you know, you're not for somebody's temporary attention, you're not for a moment, you deserve love unconditionally, and, and you're worth more than you'll ever know. So I, I don't want to block your blessing. I got to step back." And it was like, I ended up having a girl apologize to me, talking about, yo, I really mistreated you. I'm like, yo, what? But it always comes back around what you put out into the world, Absolutely. the love you put out into the world, the, the people you lift up in this world, it, God sees it all. And he wants to give it back to you tenfold. And the funny part is I wasn't even doing it for reward. I was just like, this is what he's putting on my heart and I'm gonna, I'm gonna act on it. So yeah, I mean, I think I know the people I've chosen to, to get around the things I've chosen to say yes to have just cultivated such a crazy change in my heart and I'm just like everything that I was using you know drinking and smoking and chasing chasing after women or chasing after the party everything that I was using to fill that empty void in my life God just filled the void so I don't need none of that stuff no more It's, it's it's irrelevant now it's just like
0: God, it's interesting. I love how you said um, you you, you want to share, right? And you want to share that you know God's love is more than enough. And um, sharing your experience, um, just in a very in a very general way, as you talk, basically uh, you're gonna get you're gonna get back what you put out, and what goes around comes around. But it's very interesting to think a lot of times when we have something, we're very possessive of it, and this is mine. You know, this is my relationship with mm-hmm. God. This is—you can't have it. Um, and I'm probably gonna butcher the the metaphor, but um, what it? What what I once heard, and I always think about when I share information uh, from you know the bottom of my heart, like check out this book, look up this guy, check out this uh, video, and I'm constantly sharing, constantly sharing, there's no shortage. What's so funny is you can, I can do that for 50 plus years and there's still probably millions of things that I could have shared in the back of my mind. And so it's never, it's, it will never exhaust. Um, and so that's kind of the, the, the excitement and the power that I feel now. Um, and the the metaphor is that if we're all candles right mm-hmm. and finally i found kind of what you're talking my search i found what works for me and my relationship with god and how i'm building that mm-hmm. i'm on fire Come right on. and so everyone everyone else is a candle so so imagine two candles and and let's just say uh, this person right in front of me, their candle's out. They are themselves. There's a candle within them um, that wants to start burning and provide the light. And so if you get my candle, if I put my candle towards their wick, their candle's going to light. Is mine going to go out? No. I'll pull back mine. I'm still on fire. Come on. And so that's the way we have to view how we share our experience with others it's just gonna have people always think oh man if I give too much I'm not gonna get back um, and and you also got to think about the, the 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 karmic reality of generational wealth right and so I'm thinking dang if I take care of someone else's child who well, when I'm gone is someone going to look after uh, my 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 the welfare of my kids and so you have to think. We have to think way outside. We get so stuck in the oh my goodness, today's Tuesday, and you know, good thing I docked in my eight hours of work. But if we could think of ourselves, um, you know, as such, it's like you, we can't exhaust that. That can go forever. I can light a million candles, and I'm still going to have mine. So sharing that light, um, sharing that experience, is going to impact people. So I do appreciate, um, obviously, you sharing your story because. It's going to impact a ton of people, and a ton of people are going to see themselves in your story. And um, the real true goal is for them, to, for them to apply it to theirs and make it work for them. And I like what you said before, um, was that we were, as kids, you almost kind of look up, whether it was your parents or whether it was just leaders in the community or a church, you thought that whatever, basically, well, I, let me speak for myself the adults that are around me, thank God they're, you know, generally good people. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, not talking about just my family, just generally. Um, I thought everything they did was what I had to do, what was right.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like,
0: even though if I didn't like it, right, it wasn't like feeling like, man, I don't really want to be like a, you know, uh, that profession when I grow up. But I guess I got to cause that's what, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's what I was exposed to. Um, Until you become You can make your own decisions And you realize Oh my goodness There's so much more That makes sense Because I understand it Through my lens uh, Rather than someone else's Um, And there's still A ton That I have to learn But I'm definitely happier um, With that approach Versus um, Building a relationship Through someone else's lens Building a relationship With God Through someone else's lens Or basing it Off of them Yes Yeah Yep. Um so talk a little bit about um the importance of prayer. I think what you mentioned earlier hit home for a lot of people that we pray uh or some of us found ourselves at least uh, at times praying for out of convenience and when our situation wasn't up to par what we wanted it to be and all of a sudden we're, you know, we're praying, we're tithing, we're doing everything. We're up three o'clock in the morning watching the, you know, the Christian channel and, you know, whatever, doing everything under the sun that you can. Um, and then when, you know, something's answered and you're going back to your, uh, your other ways that weren't working for some, for whatever reason we do that. (laughs) Again, we're all on our own paths. Um, and so the growth is going to be different and at whatever speed it is, um, but explain a little bit about prayer and the importance of it, um well, especially for your own life um so for starters
2: when my when my heart got healed, and I say that like you know when my when my mental spiritual heart got healed, yeah, it was out of prayer. Wow, it was out of prayer um mind you months prior to that. I've been struggling, like, I'm like, man, I, I don't really want to smoke anymore. Like, um, I know it's affecting my singing voice. I know it's affecting my retention for information. You know, like, we, we could not have had this conversation. I'd be like, wait a second, wait. You know what I mean? Like, I just, yeah. I couldn't retain. I couldn't remember things from, like, five minutes ago. Yeah. Um. And I was like, I was just like, God, like, I'm not strong enough to do this, but I know you are, you know? And um, and so everything that happened was a cultivation of those prayers because in one, literally in the blink of an eye, my heart's healed and I'm freed from all those addictions, literally all at the same time. I was like, oh, I don't need this anymore because cause my heart's full and I was using that to fill an empty void in my heart. It just became irrelevant all because of those prayers. Now... Now that I'm walking, you know, in his purpose for my life, what it is to me is like, do I want to stay close? Do I want to keep this flame lit? Do I want to know him more? I do. I prayed. I was like, Lord, give me a hunger to be hungry for you. You know, free me from from seeing things this way, from seeing people for what I can get out of them. Mm. for Free me from, you know, depending on bandaging my wounds, my scars with these drinks, with these temporary situations, with this weed, with all this stuff Mm -hmm. distracting my emotions. Like, free me from this, because I can't I can't do it. Now I'm free. And when I tell you, like, if I didn't pray. And I also, one thing I'll say is, like, I prayed, but I believed it. I'm like, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know it's going to happen. And in the blink of an eye, dude, like, I couldn't make this up. Even I look in the mirror, and I'm like, dang, like, I don't I don't even want this, these things anymore. Like, who yeah. am I? Yeah. But I love the man I see when I look in the mirror now. Yeah. I haven't loved him for, like, the past 10, 15 years. But now I'm like, like, I see you, Danny. I see what you're doing with me, Lord. Yeah, like. I see where I'm headed and I love it. And I mean, that wouldn't have been possible without prayer. Now, now I wake up every day and I'm like, Lord, thank you. I see the gift in every day. I see, I see now that I'm, it's almost like, like we're having a conversation right now. The same way I talk to God, you know what I mean? You You can pray or you can converse. And that's another form of prayer.
0: Yeah. It's it, just real quick, just to interject, it's funny that you said that because that was one of the things that I truly do believe um, as a kid. <laughs> I always, there was such a formality um, that it kind of, you just shy away from anything that you have to do. It's, it's just like anything in life, anything you prepare too much for. Like if you have to put 15 million gadgets on before you go to the gym, the likelihood of you going to the gym are going to slim down more and more. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or if the gym is 50 miles away from your house, the likelihood because it's further away, there's more obstacles you have to overcome mm-hmm. just to get there. Yep. It's the same thing. And God's t- trying to tell me, I'm right here. You don't. Have, there's no. You don't have to do no. You know, crazy ritual or anything like yep. that. He's like, I'm right here, mm-hmm. right now. The second you start speaking to me. Um, anyway, just to having that access is funny because I, as a kid, I always thought there was such a formality. Um, and there's there's things uh, for specific situations that are called for, I will say mm-hmm. that. Um, but just the everyday, regular conversation. Um, anyway, I thought I had to just, you know, it's funny, like as a little kid, I thought I had to be in a dark room by myself, um, you know, on my knees, prayer, my hands touching um, and it was so formal. I was like, and I remember thinking, like on a school bus one time, scared something. it felt like the the bus like wobbled. I'm like, oh no, we're about to get in a car accident, it Slipped on ice. We were good, but I'm like, man, I can't. I gotta. I can't wait to get home to pray. You could have prayed right there. Yeah, right. but you know, you're talking yeah. to like, the mind of like a random seven year old mm-hmm. kid who didn't couldn't make that association. Thought I had to wait to go to church or wait till I had to. Yeah. But anyway, how simple that might and funny that sounds. That's how we. You know, some people can misconstrue um, that relationship. Dude,
2: I'd be driving all my way to work. And, you know, like I think a prayer too, like, like would you fight for the ones you love? I would cut somebody down for my mother. You know what I mean? And I say that. Obviously, I'm not, I don't want to go out and hurt somebody. But sure. for if you tried to harm my mother, if somebody pointed a weapon at her, I would jump in front of that gun any of my sisters for my father probably probably even for any of you guys it's just it might be the marine in me but there's something in me that's like I will protect what I love yeah and when you pray Mm. you go to battle for the ones you love I pray for people that I believe maybe they might even possibly hate me or just strongly strongly dislike me yeah and I pray for them why because I'm not gonna let their hate or their disdain for me become mine for myself or them. Yeah. Because life is too short and I just don't need that kind of anchor in my in my heart. Now, the same way I would jump in front of that bullet, I want to jump in front of that spiritual bullet. Because there's a battle for all of our lives. Mm. Like whether we, we wanna accept it or not, there's a battle when When these kids go to school there's a battle when a pandemic comes and you're locked in your home for months at a time there's a battle when the routine of life that feels so good that you find your your purpose and your meaning in all comes to a screech and hope and yeah you might have that extra chat coming in from the government and it might look good but people are you know recluse into their homes it's changing the way they are. It's changing the way they love. It's changing the way kids live their lives. It's, so we have all these things, and there's a battle there mm. that you got to step in for the people you love and just people in general in this world. There's so much like violence is like wreaking havoc. You see hatred and racism is wreaking havoc. Um, you see little girls trying to really trying to portray themselves as women. You see young men really chasing after what what they think they should be they think they should be you know having all these girls after them they think they need the best this and the best that to feel their best to be portrayed as something you know macho or of high regard you know popular if you will and the truth is all the stuff they're chasing can be found in him and when I go when I pray I go to battle for those people, you know what I mean, whether they like it or not, and it's just like, I prayed on the way here, I prayed on my way to work. Absolutely. You know, after, after I got out the ICU, I really realized, I'm like, man, I got a hole in my brain, like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like, do I live in fear or do I live in purpose? Do I live in fear or do I live in promise? Do I live in fear or do I go get my inheritance because the Bible's our inheritance absolutely
0: there's promises in there absolutely and
2: they're to us right and it's just like ooh, I got a good one Peter Jesus was walking on water right and he's like you know come on you guys can walk on with her too right and Peter steps out he's the only one that stepped out and he's holding Jesus hand And he's walking on water. He can't believe it. He has his eyes on Jesus and he's walking on water. And then he looks down. And he falls through. Why? Because the message was he took his eyes off. And when you take your eyes off of what the true prize is, what the sacrifice was, you will sink in the seas of life. You will. Like, I I know you will because I, I just... He just pulled me up, you know what I mean? And now I'm like, man, I'm trying to surf. <laughs> I'm like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the surf on these waves, man. And it's like, I think of like, I think of my ex. I think of, you know, my father. I think of people, people that I've hurt that I really thought, man, like, why is my dad not happy for me? He knows the man I could have been. He knew he always knew so he was trying to push me towards that maybe he didn't have the the best way of doing it but he meant well and i think of my ex man maybe you should like slow down with that babe maybe you should like you know and i'm just like like he gives you revelation through those prayers mm-hmm. and you see yourself through his eyes And in turn you understand what, you know, maybe mom, dad, or this person or that person was trying to tell you out of love, but because you were so blinded by life, you couldn't interpret it for the love that it was. And when you pray, it's like you can truly see what God wants you to see about yourself, about others. When's the time to speak? When's the time to listen? When's the time to care? You know, when's the time to remove yourself, to have discernment? You know, temptation isn't in the room. It's behind the door. You know what I mean? You can't gamble outside the casino. It's so when you walk through those doors, it's like, okay, I'm going to take this risk. And it's like God really reveals all those things, and he gives you a different lens to see through, but if you don't pray, if you don't seek, you won't see.
0: So. I love that too. When you um, talk about you, you praying into work. So now, so now I'm like a, an aggressive prayer. Now pray at any split second <laughs> before I go into. Even it could be something as simple as um, you know, even just coming to get a haircut. Just, uh, you know, God bless the conversations that I'm about to have, the yes. interactions that I'm yes. about to have. Every single thing that I can just get my hands on, prayer <laughs> wrap it around. God's protection before um, that, my brain can tick on. Um, I address it right then and there, mm. um, and so yes. While same thing when I'm driving into work, and praying. While I'm walking into work, while I'm praying. When I'm Lunch about break. to sit there, every <laughs> <on> single <laughs> just just getting it in the whole time. When I see, um, you know, like a text come up from my wife and say, like, "Oh man, God bless her. Thank you for her. Thank." You. And so I've been on this on this run right now where I'm purposely aggressively grateful and so you know when when you think about a flat tire mainly is when you have a flat tire um but when you had a very smooth drive into work you never think about those tires or that windshield wiper that's working or that blinker or those headlights when Mm -hmm. you have to drive at night um and so now on purposely like, thank you thank you for the ro- thank you for not allowing me to hit a pothole today thank you for my tires for going <laughs> round and round in circles no I'm serious I'm being aggressively grateful for everything appreciating yeah things. everything um, it's the same thing that happens to us physically uh, we, you don't necessarily appreciate all your fingers and toes until one gets you stomp into it you well, know took into your mouth <laughs> right, <good thing. laughs> you until you stub one and you're like oh gosh dang it and then you know for you know <laughs> For the next week it's swollen or wrapped mm. in something or you're sitting in a hospital for something. Um yep. but yeah, you, you wanna say it. Oh no,
2: I was gonna I was gonna tell you, like my um uh, my Didi Dori said this. She was like, um she was like, you know, I thank God that I can feel. Mm. I woke up. Like I woke up. Yeah. Yeah. I can see, I can taste, yes, I can hear.
0: Yeah.
2: You know? Everyone that I hold dear is still here. Yeah, and I'm still here to take that in and pass it on that love and you know. There's so much to be thankful for, but we also take so much for granted. You know what I mean? That we'll get wrapped up in the little things or in this bill or whatever it might be. Like I'm, I'm with you on that. Like I'm yeah. a different kind of grateful man. <laughs> and um, yes. Like God really. God really hit me with a second chance. Like I feel like I'm just, uh, it's a new chapter. Yeah. Like you ever heard that song? uh, It's a new season, it's a new day. Like that's that's where I'm at with it. Like it is literally, it's a new season in my life where I'm just like, yeah Lord, like wherever I go, just shine your light. You know what I mean? Absolutely. If only for a moment, like when you plant a seed, it still needs the water, it still needs the sun. It still needs time to grow. A tree yeah. doesn't just sprout up out of the ground after you drop a seed. Like, no. But so that seed, my my sister said to me, she's like, she's like, your miracle can be someone else's eternity. Mm. So it's like, am I gonna take that for granted? Or, and he's made himself so, like, clear to me that I'm just like, I'd be remiss. It would be a tragedy if i didn't share this love yeah it would be crazy because i've been there in the depression i've had the suicidal thoughts i've had the you know the nights where i'm like i had this girl i had to smoke drink we hit a nice restaurant i enjoyed the night with her in every way that a guy would want to enjoy the night and somehow i still feel empty and you hit that mirror and you're you might be in a drunken high stew or just a drunken stew, whatever it might be, and you look at yourself and you don't recognize who you see. Why? Because somehow, some way, you know you have an emptiness inside you and you're not walking in your purpose. You're not living the life you're meant to be living. And you don't know that you might not know what's missing, but you'll know when you found it. And I found it. I found, I found it, like unequivocally I found it and it's like it's Jesus Christ for me man it's my that's my everything
0: I love it I love it
2: and it's not you know it's not like he ain't getting old just when I thought I was out of miracles or just when I thought man like this is good I'm here yeah then he restores me with a job I used to have just I literally just thought about it and I get a text like five hours later what so you're going to keep blessing me? Now you're just showing off. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, like one of my boys said that to me. He's like, bro, he's showing off. Like, yeah. dang, show out, God. Yeah. But when you walk in obedience, when you challenge yourself yes. to, to uphold the words that he wants us to live by, yep. he's going to move in ways that, you know, like when you come home with that report card, it's like A, A, B, B, A. You might got to see there. That's okay. We going to McDonald's. You know what I mean? Like, like where where do you want to eat? You want to go get ice cream? You know what I mean? And God wants to bless us. He's left us that inheritance, but it comes with a responsibility. Mm. Love thy neighbor. You know what I mean? Like, pass it on.
0: Absolutely.
2: So, yeah, I mean, I could go on about this, bro. I I, I got time, but... um, but um, no man we
0: uh, you know I had having this conversation with my wife um, you know and I and everyone here knows it I mean if you follow me for one second on social media I'm calling this the greatest year yet um, 2022 man, let's go and so uh, everything I'm doing is in alignment with that and I was telling my wife you know more things that I need to work on um, to get where I need to be and one of the one of part of that conversation was um, I i'm only gonna go as far as as so the blessings there right and there's a responsibility that comes with that and if yep. i'm not ready i'm not it's not gonna happen and that's what i'm saying i gotta straighten some things out and i know it's right there because i can feel i would taste it but i know there's some things i gotta fix that on, on myself uh personally and uh And we're just having that very casual conversation fast forward maybe like five years ago i don't think i've ever would have even had that conversation thought you know you 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 think that you're you're doing everything so right Mm -hmm. but it was i wasn't doing things through god's will i was forcing a lot of stuff um and so yes things happened But then you notice that they're kind of, not junky, but they're kind of just like, they don't really last long. They're just kind of temporary. Mm. Uh, And God's promises are forever. And so when (laughs) when I go through, when you go through God's will, God's ideal, all of a sudden, it's like, bro, that was, I was messing around with some fake, uh, you know, uh, gold-plated stuff. Now, this is pure gold. You know what I'm saying? Mm. There's a big difference. You feel Mm -hmm. the weight. You feel the weight. You ever hold, like, like someone's chain or a chain or some piece of jewelry and someone's like, well, this is, like, plated. It looks the same. It just blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and then you're like, oh, okay. And you're looking at it and it's like, it kind of does. I just don't think that's going to last long. And all of a sudden, your little brother or sister or your kid yanks on it and it breaks so easily. Then you feel the weight of that real gold and you're like, yeah, nah, dog. I want the real stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's that's basically what it is. So it's like, I had the gold chain. It just wasn't God's gold chain. Come on. You know what I'm saying? And so now what I'm rocking is God's will as my chain. Yes. And very proudly so. And these guys know I've never shared. I've, in a, what, a month and eight days, I shared more information with them, more information than I have ever shared with the, between them, family members. Because I know it's like, dude, the more I share, I want everybody to win. I want everybody. And they're yes. going to, you know, whether they're sick of it or not sick of it, they can speak for themselves. But- it's easily identifiable. There's identifiable. There's a shift, right? And so when there's these paradigm shifts, when we have these movements, and I'm just like, if there's so much clarity. And you said it to me yesterday. It's like you're always smiling, and it's like, boom! I I know. I know exactly. It's like it's been revealed. I just got to do my part now, and it's just waiting. It's like, bro, I want I want you to accomplish your goals. I want you to have X, Y, and Z. I want you to do an impact positively peacefully, mm. purposely, yes, uh, and impact the world. But you got to do X, Y, and Z. It comes with this responsibility. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And this whole time, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm overlooking something so simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to identify that for yourself, though. Like you said, I mean, there's, there's, there's a million books out there. There's one real book uh, that, that can change everything. But the problem is, it's it still goes back to the lens that you're reading it. Mm. And a lot of times people say, oh, well, it's like, it's written in such a way that I don't understand the, the, the English or the translation of it. Believe me, when you get into the word, you will figure out the understanding and the meaning for yes. you. Yes, you will. It will make sense to you. He'll make it, he'll, yes. he'll drop it on you. Like. Yes, yes. Yeah, and so you got you just got to dive a little bit deeper. Stop being so shallow and mm-hmm. really go through those crevices. And it's going to be painful. There's going to be some painful things. There's going to be some memories. There's going to be some resentment. There's going to be some pain. Um, and and you just have to be willing to overcome that. And I think I truly do think the price you pay um, is is the responsibility that comes with all that. Yeah, I heard Michael Jordan say. I was watching um his the the Netflix I believe it was a Netflix documentary um uh, the last dance I don't know where it was it's the last dance everyone knows of the documentary I don't know where it's aired mm-hmm. um but anyway and so he said one one of his regrets in life I thought it, I found it very interesting uh was that he he wished he was he he just wished that he wasn't a role model and I and I found that uh, amazing because I felt that everything he did was Um, athletically anyway was what you needed to do to be that great so I found it um, ironic that that's something he would say Um, and then you see people who are dying to be in his position and then you hear it from that perspective now mind you that was his own life's that's his own experience and we Mm -hmm. all got to get there but there was a price he was paying, and you see the second he walked outside, there's all the media, and everyone's taking pictures, and and you literally saw the responsibility just sit on his shoulders, mm-hmm. and he just sit there, and he's like, do you know what it's like uh, to, you can't go out for a slice of pizza or get a bagel in the morning, you have to sit in this hotel room for eight hours straight until someone goes and gets it, or the, quote, quote coast is clear, it's basically what he's saying, and, um, and, you know, you have all these people who are coming out and like, oh, man, I just want to be famous. They want to be Instagram famous or some level of social media. Like, Do you know with that fame, there's a responsibility, regardless if it's good fame or bad fame, there's yep. a responsibility that's going to sit on your shoulders. Some people can take it. Some people cannot. Um, but just be careful what you wish for. Uh, yeah. And so when you want it through and when you get it through God's way, God's will, God's ideal, he'll give you have the strength to maintain it strength to manage it appropriately mm-hmm. where you forcing it and you could force certain things to happen and guess how you're dealing with it drinking smoking and all other stuff because it didn't come the right way it was a fake gold it was a fake gold chain yep. you didn't get it how you're supposed to get it um and that's it's a major lesson that um i learned in 20, 36 years to learn but still um crazy it's It's heavy, but I'm very very, very passionate about it um and it's so easy to talk about now
2: It's funny though it's funny like you say thirty six years I just turned thirty four yeah you know? um his timing is perfect, you know what i mean like i didn't i didn't love i don't love to think about it, yeah, like reflecting on stuff, but he's healed my heart in such a way that nothing hurts anymore yeah You know, all the bitterness towards things of my past is just it's just a chapter in my story. You know what I mean? It's I can look at it, reflect and gain everything that there is to gain out of it. Um, If there's if there's anything that I would like look back on, it's like, man, I wish I could have done this better. Maybe, you know, I wish I could have seen what he wanted me to see. But. When I really think about it, it's just like, man, if I didn't go through those things, if you didn't go through those 36 years, or me, these these 33 years, because it's funny, I just turned 34 in December, and God was like, snap out of it. <laughs> and I'm just like, if I didn't live those experiences, I wouldn't be able to have the same effect that I know I'm going to have. Because people are going to say, oh, like, I don't know how to let go of this. I don't know, like... I just i depend on this this is how i get through this is i'm trying to tell you like you're sedating your emotions you're sidetracking yourself from the real issue you know what i mean like you're you're putting mud on the wound thinking you ain't gonna get bacteria in there and make it worse you know what i mean and it's just like i don't you know i can lead you to the water i can't make you drink yeah but i'm telling you you want this water yeah you know because I didn't think I wanted it either. I took a sip, and I don't want nothing else now. Absolutely. So it's like, yeah, like his, his timing is perfect. And, um, and I mean, I, I know that because of those experiences, because of your experiences, you're going to affect people in a certain way. You've perceived life through that avenue. Mm-hmm through the world's avenue, you know what I mean? I've been, I sank in that abyss, man. Like, I was down there in a place where I was just like, yo, I'm like, will I ever come back from this? Crushed by this, you know what I mean? Depressed by that. Broken by this. How am I ever, like, who could ever love me? Who would ever want to be with me? I don't like the man I see in the mirror. What am I doing with my life? And then I'm like, what are we doing with my life, God? Like, let's go. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I'm like, I see the purpose, I see the plan, I see the potential, I see the capabilities, and I'm trusting more than anything in Him. And it's already, it's like, it's been a month and change. I rededicated my life to God on January 5th. Um, But New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, there was just a shift In my whole, in everything. And it's just like, I'll never be the same. I will never be the same. I never want to go back. Um, And if if I had to relive those 33 years to get to this place with God, I'll do it again. Because it's just like, you know, every, he showed me my cage, man. He showed me my cage. And it's like, not for nothing. I know there's people that are going to hear this. They need to hear this. I was crying, like he showed me my cage and my chains right in my face and I was just like, man, how did I, like how did I miss it? How many people could I have reached for you? How could, how many people could I have, you know, shared this overflowing well, this oil spewing up? How many people did I miss? How many people did I affect negatively? I got work to do. Right? We got work to do. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's a lot of people searching for love, looking for something that they can't find anywhere else. And it's like, yo, he got it. Like I don't have a girlfriend. I'm not worried about it. I got love in my life. You know what I mean? And it's like I thought I I really thought I knew what love is. Yo, his love is better. It's better. And when when he has that prepared for my life, he'll present it to me. But it's like, if if that's not gonna grow me closer and encourage me in him, it's not for me.
0: I love it. So, so um, a lot of questions we got. And we'll wrap up with this question, or yeah, with this final question and allow you to um, share how people can connect with you. Because um, as you mentioned, obviously this conversation could go on. Um, and I, actually, I would like for it to go on, um, but, but we'll have you back on another, maybe a part two or something like that. We'll continue oh, this yeah, conversation absolutely. for sure. Um, so maybe someone's out there thinking, okay, that was a lot of information. I get it. Maybe they, they found the story relatable. Now what? So my question for you is, what do you recommend someone wanting to make a positive change slash shift uh, in their faith walk? What's your recommendation, suggest? Where should they start? Prayer. Yeah. Prayer.
2: Easy. Talk to them.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, you know, the same thing you do when you, you have a broken relationship, friendship, whatever it might be. Yo, Jimmy, hey. I said this out of anger, and I'm sorry. I didn't mean to affect you. I wasn't thinking about what I said before I said it. My bad, bro. That's how you mend a relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the only way to to move forward and progress in relationships is to heal what's been broken. And you got to go to the source for that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go, hey, Miguel, can you let Jimmy know? Um, you feel me? Like, I, I'm not going to, yeah. hey, Jimmy, can you, can you tell Miguel... Um, I, didn't. I really didn't mean like what I said and tell him I hope he feels better and maybe to give me a call. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. You got to go to the source and, and talk to God. Lord, I'm upset. I'm confused. I need clarity. I'm, I feel like I'm losing myself. I need peace in the situation. My life is like a raging sea. Come calm these waters, please. Like you got it, you gotta go to the source and not, like you said earlier, don't don't come formal, talk to him. yeah, talk to him, don't My Lord and Savior Jesus. No, just Lord, please hear me. Yeah, I'm going through it. real. Just keep it keep it hundred with him. He wants to change. Your situation he
0: wants to be the peace in your life and does that not isn't that what it what what it you need to be is genuine yeah the formality takes it, the you being genuine out of the equation <laughs> be real that's it and again you can switch up later on and grow from there and you know probably have a different approach but at the end of the day you need to be because it has to be genuine you have to genuinely want that change genuinely want for him to fill those voids. Ooh, another thing that stood out to me, and that's a good point. Um,
2: you, you spoke about just genuinely, genuinely surrender your situations to him. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't. You don't hire a supervisor to tell your supervisor what to do. Yeah. 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 Yo, I need you to take over these situations. I need you to take this over this department belongs to you until you need correcting you're not no let let him surrender that situation surrender whatever whatever's going on in your life whatever's broken whatever doesn't seem to be working that you're trying to force those puzzle pieces together god make this work out show me how you want this to work yes and not Temporarily, like forever, you know? And also claim it like people don't know like the promises that he's left for us are not for a moment. They're they're for everything. Yeah. Like and people get so wrapped up in like now, me, now. No, just trust, surrender, and pray. You know what I mean? I know like for me, it's like a prayers, is, prayers is are part of my day. I feel weird if I don't get a devotion and I feel like, I'm just like, oh man, like, yeah, I got work, I got my guitar lessons. You know, we got, we're doing this, the podcast right now. And yeah. this is super honored and privileged to be here. This is awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And when I go home, I'm getting to my devotions.
0: Yeah.
2: When, when I had lunch break, I had a little bit of my devotions because I need that spiritual food. I need it. Yeah. But it's just like I would start with prayer. Start with prayer and really surrendering your control to him and just just watch. Be patient. His timing's perfect. And get out of the way. I had to get out of the way. Yeah. I know for me, and it's not, I'm not gonna, I don't have all the answers,
0: but I know he does. Yeah. So I'm, I got out of the way. I love it. All right. So, so, if people wanted to continue this conversation or ask you any more questions or connect with you um, at the celebration movement, how can they connect with you? Um, you know, you have any Instagram handles you want to share or website, whatever? Uh, you can check me out at Danny Surreal
2: mm-hmm. on Instagram. And then I don't, I don't know if that connects to my Facebook or anything like that, but that's usually where I handle that stuff. You can uh, check out Celebration Movement to see what's going on with that. I always post on my Sunday nights, yeah. um, Sunday, Saturday, to set up for that, but I also post you know, show, upcoming shows for the band I'm in. Um, and, you know, like, if anyone has a question, I'm there to give you the best advice that I know God's given me. It's not, it's really not like a, it'll never be a me thing anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we, Lord, yeah, it's really like. It's a we thing. Yeah, it's (laughs) really, it really is. It's like, Lord, what do you, what do you have for this person? Like, give me the words that they need to hear. Yeah. Not, not what I think they need to hear. Not what I think sounds quote unquote nice. Yeah. You know some real some real love and some real um insight so yeah but yeah check me out at danny sorrell i'm I'll, gonna I'll be posting stuff um i know i know i'm gonna be working on some really dope music this year which i'm excited about because uh i want to affect people in a positive way not just something that sounds cool and and rhymes real good yeah but um yeah there's a you know there's a lot of exciting stuff in the works a lot, a lot. Like you said, it's gonna be it's gonna be an amazing year. And it's just right. like it's gonna be an amazing year. I feel like from for from here on out. He's just got in the ship. I'm just like, where are we going?
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? So I love it. Alright, so there you have it folks. We like to wrap things up by quotes and uh, the first one is by John Wooden. There are many things that are essential to arriving at a true peace of mind, and one of the most important is faith, which cannot be acquired without prayer. The second one, that is Coach John Wooden, the second one by Billy Graham. The greatest legacy one can pass on to one's childrens and grandchildren is not money nor the material things accumulated in one's life, but rather a legacy of character and faith faith in 2022 in this episode the crew welcomes special guest danny serrano we cover topics that range from our belief system fellowship environment prayer and much more we wrap the episode up with quotes from john wooden and billy graham
1: awesome